Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Kicking It with Kel. I'm your host, Keller Fields. So I just finished up the first episode with my mom, Tori Minky, and you all are going to hear that in just a few seconds. You know, sometimes you meet people and you just can't believe you know them. Well, my mom is a person like that. I can't believe that I'm her kid. I think that you'll see through this podcast just her unwavering ability to love me and other people through anything. I really think that all of the best parts of who I am come from being her kid. It means a lot to me that she was so vulnerable and opened up so much about how it felt for her to have a queer kid. For those of you who don't know, I've come out twice. So the first time it was in 2015 and I came out as gay. And then a few years ago, um, I told my family I was non-binary, came out as trans, and I'll talk about that eventually on here but i hope you all enjoy this episode i wanted to start a podcast and i kind of touch on it in the beginning of this episode but i want to start one because i think that you know the world is just so divided right now and if you have real meaningful conversations with people you can see that we're not that different you know we all just need love and to feel love and to be loved And at the end of the day, I I really think that love is the key to, you know, keeping us all together. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, There will be many more, hopefully. So without further ado, this is my mom, Tori Minky. Okay. Hi, mom. Hi, Kale. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I mean, I'm good. Um, I know life is different for you, obviously, in Maysville because of quarantine. But has your life really changed that much since you've been on lockdown? A little bit. I mean, it's you just don't so freely like go to stores and stuff. I do more click list and things like that. So, yeah. Well, thanks for doing this with me. I kind of told you what we were going to do. So basically, the main point of this podcast is just to show people that, you know, like love is always the glue that holds people together you know I feel like right now it just seems like everyone's so mad (laughs) all the time about everything but like if you strip down why everyone's so mad I I really think that love can fix everything and love can solve everything and I think is like a great testament to the fact that love like I said love is the glue right um yeah so um Mm. we both know how my first coming out went it wasn't (laughs) super smooth um it wasn't really a great time I don't think for either of us or like yeah I don't think yeah I don't think either one of us probably handled it quite right right so because of that why do you think that that was so hard for you at that time you know a lot of probably what I'm going to say but I think that as a mom you know of these four you know, kids and you have these, and I wouldn't really say hopes and dreams because maybe I used to call them hopes and dreams, but more like I envisioned what the future would look like. And at the times, I guess I considered those to be hopes and dreams for my children. And I imagined all of my beautiful daughters marrying, you know, big, tall athletes and having, I just, it was so weird how the things that I put so much value on or what I thought my family would look like. And, 
And at the time that you came out the first time, it was, I was kind of in the middle of, you know, kind of envisioning all my grandchildren. And I was envisioning all of my children, like living maybe within an hour or two of me so we could still get together on Sunday afternoon and have a cookout. Like I just had this fantasy of my, of my future or something with, with my children. So I think that I had to kind of recreate that and it took, it wasn't an immediate in my brain. It wasn't immediate for me to figure out how to re reimagine my future, I guess. But, but I told you from, I've told you this, this multiple times and I, I hope that I have verbalized it because I know I verbalized it to other people, but although it wasn't easy to like re-envision things like it, my love for you. I mean, I, I remember describing this to you once. I don't know if you remember, but I said, if you could just, if every grain of sand in the whole entire earth represented how much I loved you, it didn't change by one grain of sand, right. not one. Yeah. Now, was it hard? Yes. But like I, the love part didn't change at all. Right. It just, I think it made me, maybe more like protective made me more more aware of of how much I maybe did care what people thought of me because I always kind of thought I never did and then I guess I realized at that moment I remember my first thought being like a little bit wondering what people would think and say but that didn't last long but that was a natural kind of like a feeling I guess yeah I mean, obviously, I think that's the reason why it took me so long to come out was because I was, well, the first time was because I was so scared of what people would think of, like, you all, too. Like, I knew that I would be fine because I wasn't going to be in Maysville. Right. You know, and so that it wasn't going to affect me. But I was, I remember being, like, very, very, very worried about, like, your and dad's relationship. Right. I remember, and I think I even verbalized that to you, like, thought that me coming out would end in your divorce, which I don't know where right. I would ever even get that or why right. I would think that, but I just right. put so much pressure on myself to yeah. try and keep our family normal yeah, or like try to maintain I mean, some kind of normalcy. I think, I think in a lot of ways that time frame came with moving in Isabella and Lottie kind of like mm-hmm. I, the years are kind of jumbling up a little bit, yeah. but that was 2015 so like when I came out and the first time to you all. 15, it was so five years ago. So Isabel's been here like Seven, eight, eight years. So yeah. it was in the middle of all that. And yeah. so, I mean, life was already very different for us. It wasn't, you know, you all were all graduating. We didn't have ball games every night. You know, I had now a young child. So like marriage wise, things were never like in jeopardy, but like harder. Yes. For several reasons. But this whole process with you coming out, even though it was maybe kind of a gradual thing, I feel like it almost strengthened our relationship. Mm-hmm. May, at first, maybe it just felt, didn't necessarily feel that way. It never mm-hmm. felt bad. Yeah. But I feel like over the years, how proud I've been of your dad for like how he's just been such a vocal advocate mm-hmm. for LGBTQ, just the community in general. Yeah. Um, I think that's just made me so like proud of him because he is out in the community and I'm really not. Right. And he's, he was the one who had a lot further to go with this than me, yeah. like in the beginning. 
and to see how far he's come and how he's just, you know, is it easy all the time? No, I don't think so. You know, like, you know, I don't want to skip, skip with you have questions for me, but like I've been doing, I've been cleaning the house a lot and getting ready for the kids to come and just, I found a whole tub of pictures of you from high school and I mourn that a little bit Mm -hmm. because I don't know if I can enjoy those. Like if, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to, or if I'm allowed to. Yeah. So it makes me kind of sad, but it's not sad that that's not who you are right now. It's sad because I'm not sure if I can still look at those pictures still think you're beautiful right. or something like so like sometimes I still don't know how how I'm supposed to feel or if I feel those feelings if it's wrong right. because it doesn't mean I would change anything about now mm-hmm. it's just that I don't want to like forget those memories like they weren't real because they were right. and then it's like if I look back at them and and have fond memories is it like it almost makes me sad because I wonder how sad you were Right. Like if I see a picture of you and all the, you know, you and Blaine and Bailey in a, in a dress at a wedding and everybody's smiling, it's like, mm-hmm. and I was remembering at the time thinking about how beautiful you were. I'm like, and honestly, it was probably just so hard and I didn't even know. So yeah. like, I have so many emotions when I look at pictures. Right. I just remember one day we were at Greg's pizza and I mean, obviously like I was dealing with a lot of stuff when I was yeah. in high school and like early college and even you know up until coming out the first time and even after that I was thinking yesterday there's so much of the last 10 to 12 years of my life that I don't remember because I think that it's just like my brain saying you don't need to think about that that's not right that's not good for you like a traumatic event or something but I remember like very specifically one day we were at Greg's pizza And I was just, I don't even know why I was so upset that day, but I just remember it was just me and you. And I was like crying at the booth. And I just told you, I was like, I don't think I'll ever like belong anywhere. Like, I don't think I'll ever belong anywhere, you know? And that's just kind of how I always felt. I just never felt like I fit in. We were like the Minky sisters and, or, you know, or like Keller, the lady royal or whatever it was just always everything about me was always just so closely tied to gender right you know i mean i remember i mean you growing up back you know 25 to 30 years ago like you knew of you know people that were gay or people that were you didn't really probably even know anybody or or that you knew of you know like but of course, I've always loved people. That that's been really easy for me to always love people. And when you were growing up, and you were just the oh my gosh, just the kindest, sweetest, most gentle soul. But we just referred to you as a tomboy all the time. Mm-hmm. I knew something was different right. than your two sisters, right. but I didn't necessarily think, oh, Keller's going to be, you know. You know, something's going to be, but in the back of my mind, I would tell myself, I remember laying in bed at night, just praying, like, God, prepare my heart for this, the possibility of something. Right. And it wasn't necessarily a label of any kind. It's just knowing that you were so different. And I've told this story a million times to people. And like, I remember going to Walmart and taking you and, and, and Keller, I mean, you and Blaine and Bailey to go buy pajamas mm-hmm. or underoos yeah. were big back then. And yeah. they would go to the girls department and they would get Barbie 
and I would just walk you over to the boys department and you'd get Ninja Turtles or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. Like you liked what you liked. I let you like what you liked. Mm -hmm. Like that never bothered me because I just, you were just, I loved your heart and soul and I didn't care what you wore. Yeah. You know? And I think going back to like your picture comment, I'm more for that person too, but only because I felt like for that, like long period of my life like I just lost who I was like trying to be who I thought I should be yeah you know so like I don't remember being it's not happy because I I liked I remember multiple times you'd be like you have every single thing you could need or want like why are you so sad right you know it was like never anything about like how I was loved or like who I was loved by or any of that stuff it was just like an internal battle of I don't see how I'm going to get through this. Yeah, I cannot yeah. I see the end of this. Yeah, I can't imagine how you felt being in all these different, you know, being such a role model, number one, you know, being, a, you know, the star athlete and this amazing singer. And you were, for so many people, like people like to compare siblings, like, oh my gosh, Keller's the most beautiful. So you had all these and you're, you know, you being such a, a role model in your faith. And yeah, I would imagine that you felt extremely stuck in that. And I've said to you before, like, I wish that I, if I'd had any idea, like it makes me sad as a mom, feeling like I was a really good mom, that I knew something was wrong. But I couldn't, I don't think I ever, I say I could, I didn't think it was that, Mm -hmm. but always in the back of my mind, I wondered maybe if it was that. But then on the other hand, I'm like, I guess Keller's just going to be stronger than Mm -hmm. Keller will just be one of those people who, you know, may, may always be able to like keep those feelings somewhere because I just, but I don't know why I thought you could maybe because you kind of made me think you could. I don't know. Well, I I felt like maybe I thought you were stronger than you were. Yeah. And I think that it's like, it's so, it's so like multifaceted now, like looking back on it, because for me to put all the pressure on myself to say, oh, if I come out, I'm going to be disappointing all of these people. Right. And it's, it's really unfair for, for anyone to carry or to feel shame because of the way yeah. that someone else will feel about who you are. And right. then also, I, I mean, I understand more, I think since I came out like the second time and we'll talk about that in a second. But when I came out the first time to me, it was just like, I am exactly the same person. Exactly. Right. Right. I'm the same person that you've known since, you right. know, I figured it out when I was 16 or, you know, right. like really figured it right. out. Um, right. Now you just have a piece of information about me and it's going to change right. your entire perception about who I am. Like that doesn't right. make sense to me. Like I remember right. I came out to like a group of friends and right. the first thing that they said was like, oh, so you're not perfect. And I was like, what an interesting thing to say to someone. Right, right. About right. like now you just know that this one little piece of information about me it was just it was so bizarre to me how one you can't put someone on a pedestal that young you know it's it was way too much pressure for me to like 
perform. And that's what it always felt like. Yeah. It felt like I was performing. Oh, yeah. And you were good at it. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that it wasn't sincere. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you know, and I, I can't put words in your mouth. But, like, I know that when you were, like, at a, at a church camp being a youth leader, mm-hmm. like, it was truly you were very passionate you were this wasn't a lie you weren't pretending to be a christian so you could hide the fact that you were struggling you know like all you were really truly the the person that everybody thought you were when they thought you were perfect you know there just happened to be something that you were struggling with so much and you know if that was you just desperately like seeking you know, God to be like, why? Like what? Like, I don't know if you were trying to fix it. I don't know if you were trying to like make sense of it. Like, I don't know. But I mean, I think that that probably for you compared to like some normal kid probably made it more shocking for people because I guess they don't think anybody that loves Jesus could possibly, you know, be gay. Right. And, um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that's why, I mean, I think there are multiple reasons why I waited so long, like, to come out the first time, but it was definitely, like, I remember <laughs> at the end, so I think I came out to you all in June of 2015, and then July of 2015, I always did a church camp every year right. for, like, three or four years, and I remember at that time, I was already, like, me and Cami were already dating, but no one knew except for you all. Right. And it was, I knew it was going to be my last church camp, basically, mm-hmm. because I knew that mm-hmm. I was going to have to come out. And I, I just right. remember that being such a different experience because I was like, these people who I love so much will stop thinking that it's appropriate for me to be here just right. because of yeah. who I love. And and yeah. obviously, faith did play a big part in my choosing to wait to come out. Right. Also, because I just really thought like in my brain and you all had never indicated necessarily that you all would disown me or, you know, but I just knew that, you know, we didn't miss church ever. And not because and specifically me, like I didn't miss church because I didn't want to miss church. I mean, we went to church on vacation. Right. Like, yeah, I know. I loved I just loved that community and I loved Jesus and all of that stuff. And it was so important to me. So I just knew that if I came out, you all would be like, no, you, we have, we want nothing to do with you anymore. And like I said, I don't know why I think that you just like hear horror stories of, yeah, you know, yeah. people who come out and their family is just like, no, we, it's- we can't accept that because you know, Jesus, or, I could go on a whole thing about, Oh, I mean, I'll never forget. Because like I said, there have definitely been, in the back of my mind, I've wondered a little bit, you know. As well, you all, asked me, you all asked me twice before I yeah. told you. You know, yeah. one time I was like 16 or 17, and that one was terrible. And then the other one was when someone else tried to out me to you all. Right. So, and your response to that, do you remember your response to that for me? Uh, yeah, I do. I said, even if it was true, I would never act on it. Right. So then, so then, and then I kind of held on to that a little bit, like, wow, that's really so sad, yeah. but, but good. Right. We don't ever really have to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Keller's 
extra strong <laughs> and Keller will never act on it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so I remember thinking, shoo, yeah. we, can, we dodged that bullet. Well, I remember that day was so weird anyways. So just for background, for those of you, if any of you are listening. So I um, had a really long conversation, very personal conversation with someone that I trusted a lot at that time, who was just kind of like, digging for information from me and I wasn't giving that much, but enough for this person to gather <laughs> that uh, I liked girls and the person had a very close relationship with my family. And so they said that they would never tell anyone like it was between me and that person. And then as soon as we ended the conversation, the person called my sister and then my sister called my mom and so I was like, I had no idea any of this was going on. So then I yeah, go to, yeah. to your all's house because I was living with Blaine. I go to your all's house and I remember standing downstairs in the hallway and you were acting so weird. And I was like, surely this person not did not. Fast. Like, surely not. Like, <laughs> I did not just bare my soul to this person for them to literally tell my mom in less than 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, And then um, I remember I was like, what's wrong? And you're like, oh, me and Bailey are going through something. And I was like, you. Which could have also been No, <laughs> you were lying. So then I remember we go upstairs and we're sitting in the kitchen. And you were like, I need to talk to you outside. And I was like, mother. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember that. F, like this is, mm-hmm. this is the end yeah. of me. This is the end of me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. yeah that was a terrible day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had, we've had some terrible days. Yeah. and But also they were terrible because they were just, you can't. None of this stuff can be talked about without it being difficult. Right. And maybe for some people, may, you know, maybe maybe for some people it's never difficult. I don't right. know. I think most people probably have, you know, a little time frame of, you know, I hate to call it mourning at all. Right. Because maybe I did kind of mourn maybe the the idea of, you know, even up until a few years ago, I'm just like, man, if there's just a way Keller can genetically right. somehow <laughs> have an offspring, yeah. I just want to see that. Right. And blah, You know, like, so I've even come so far. I mean, I feel like daily I'm better. Right. And, you know, just, you know, when this world is so disastrous at this point, I'm just like, I used to think I wanted you know, 12 grandkids. And now I just want all my Mm -hmm. children to be happy. Like I truly, my dream really is truly, truly happy. And since we're kind of on this, the track of like faith, like, do you feel like you, cause I remember even when I was super, uh, I was obviously trying to like repress who I was. Right. Suppress I also think you were looking for answers. Oh yeah. I was, I was definitely looking for answers, but I remember I would be like, no, God doesn't make people this way. And I, I remember very specifically, you were like, God absolutely makes people exactly how they are. And I remember being like, oh, I could talk to her about this. But yeah. I just, in my brain, yeah. I was like, but she's actually wrong. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, but I, when I've told this to people before, and, and I don't care what anyone's opinion is right. about it. Like, that's that's something when you get older or more comfortable like I wouldn't care who you were pastor bible scholar whoever you are don't tell me that you weren't born this way if you consider a a perfect person to just be you know 
cisgendered, yes. heterosexual, yes. whatever, you know, no mental illness, yeah. no missing digits, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, like, yeah. but then you look at people in general yeah. and you see that children are born every day with, I guess, imperfections, right. you would call it. So why would you think that all of these other things can happen? God doesn't make everyone perfect. Right. He right. never has. Well, I think, why I is think it so beyond the thought. Yeah. Well, I don't know there's parts of like even this conversation that we haven't talked about that I'm like happy to get into now because, you know, there was a really long time, probably, you know, the last, I mean, I would say like the first year of my coming out, I tried to hang on to a relationship with Jesus and I just could not do it. It just was not, it was not easy for me to, engage with people who would just tell me over and over that like who you are is wrong. God absolutely didn't make you that way. Come back to God now, or like you're going to burn in hell. You know, that was really hard. So it hasn't been until the last, I would say the last eight months, like 2020 where I have started to build back a relationship with Jesus that has nothing to do with anyone else. Right. And the people screwed it up for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I told you, I remember crying multiple times because we've had many conversations like I never worried about you, your salvation yeah. or eternity. I never worried about that with you. And I just I, I just like I know where your heart is. I know what you believe. And I just kept saying and you may remember this, like, don't let people yeah. take Jesus out of your heart. Like he's not doing this yeah. like they did this. Right. Cause I know that he made you and I've, and I've said this to so many people, like, I don't know why this was what you were given right. to be, to make your life so much harder than everybody else's to make all of our lives so much better right. to make us love people. Like it's almost like you were almost like you were sacrificed in a way <laughs> that sounds really dramatic. And I'm sure I'm justifying this, you know, in my head, it's like, I know there's a reason that this was given to you right? and it, and it was, it was to make us all learn and to love so much deeper and stronger. And like, you know, if your dad five years ago saw some boy in Walmart dressed in makeup, he'd be like, Oh, little weirdo. And now Brian wants to ask them how their day is and hope that they are loved by their family. So in that same vein, like, one of my questions that I do have for you is how do you think me coming out changed our family? Well, I I think we're all better. Yeah. I think we're definitely all better. I think that we, I think that we sometimes struggle. We, we are very hyper aware of like not upsetting you sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like, like I said, when I talked earlier about lectures and stuff, it's like when I see pictures or when I want, I'm like, I don't want to ever, I'm so don't want you to ever feel disrespected. Mm -hmm. Like I don't hardly want you to have to deal with, but those are good memories for me. A lot of those, like even you, you know, the hall of fame and some of those, uh, I found pictures of y'all winning the district Mm -hmm. and you holding up the trophy. I'm like, I wonder how that makes you feel, you know, like this. So like it, well, you're talking about how it changes our family. I don't want to feel like we've lost our past at all because we so much respect who you are now. 
but it doesn't change that that was also, we had a wonderful, I mean, I, and then I feel guilty because I think about what all you went through for what I thought was so wonderful, mm. knowing how much you were struggling and I didn't know why, yeah. you know? I mean, I, so don't, I think a lot that of emotions. Would, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely a lot of emotions, but I think it, it doesn't, I think a lot of parents of trans kids have that similar feeling to you is like you look at old pictures and you're like how am I supposed to feel about this picture right right I'd say it's normal you know right. I don't think that that's yeah that's too far off but I know that when I look at my pictures from yeah. and I don't have that many now on my right. phone I don't have any on my phone but like even stuff right. that we have like in old books in the house and stuff I look at it and I'm sad for everyone else that like right. I couldn't continue to be that person but that doesn't mean for me at least it doesn't mean like this has been my experience that the person that I was for so long I'm still very very proud of who I was I always wanted to move through the world in a way that that was kind the times in my life when I was the worst to people was the time that I was so confused about who I am I felt like I had to tear everyone else down with me Right, right. You know, it was like, well, if I can't be openly queer, then neither can you. So here's what the Bible says about blah, 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 blah. You right, know what I mean? right, right, right. So, right. yeah, I don't. It's just sad. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just, and then I look and, and we've joked about this. The blessing of Cammie mm-hmm. for our life and our family. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, you know, I. I still at night just hope that everything that you have been through and every decision you've made is putting you closer to just truly, truly being happy, mm-hmm. like completely fulfilled and completely happy. Yeah. Cause that's really all that's all I want for you in the end. And, and I've said this to you and to many people too, for all the people that just say, I just don't agree with it. Right. And I'm like, what do you, I said, I said, what do you not agree yeah, with? There's you? Nothing said, to you, you not agree. And usually I just say, you mean you don't understand because right. you don't, you can't agree or disagree with something that you don't know anything about, but I can understand that you don't understand. It's right. hard to wrap your head around. I get that. Yeah. And I usually ask people when they say they don't agree, I'm like, well, when did you choose to be straight? Right. And of course I heard that somewhere, but I've used that multiple mm-hmm. times <laughs> because as soon as I heard it, I'm like, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then they would all be like, oh, I didn't choose to be straight. I'm like, Oh, that's so you didn't it. choose that. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then usually they're like, oh. yeah. and I just usually tell people I'm just so unbelievably thankful. And, and I have told so many people like, thank you. Thank you, God, that even though you knew this would be hard, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I'm not standing over your grave right. just saying, Keller, I would have still loved you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just so thankful that you believed just enough. I don't know if you knew who all was going to stick around, but yeah. I think you knew I would. Well, yeah. I think you had to know I would. I think that there are, like, when I look back, I feel like I look at it in steps. When I was 16, I met someone, I'm not going to say their name, who I really, at that time, truly saved my life. From when right. I was 16 to whatever, 20 something. Right. Um, right. And just like really, no matter how that relationship is now or whatever, like that person really, really saved my life at that time. Um, I remember after I came out, I was having a conversation with, I think it was with Bailey in the car. And, and I think I told all of you all, like, if it weren't for you, 
like there was just always this like thing in my brain like I cannot let down my mom I cannot let down my mom it was just it's always like you're up here and everyone else is well they're not like all the way down there but it's just you know you were like the queen of my life so I just could not and you never let me down right well I just couldn't bear the thought of disappointing you so it was like this constant thing like well if I come out I'm gonna disappoint her but I know she could never ever get over it if I wasn't here so it was just I'm just gonna come out no never and it's just gotta I just gotta see how yeah how that and I and I have regrets about just some you know I've always I've told you I've told Cammie I'm like oh my gosh I just I wish I could go back and just I wish I could have looked five years in the future Mm. I wish I could have just seen how much fun we'd have on vacation and how much I just I just wish that I could have imagined at that moment that life being different didn't mean life was going to be bad or sad or embarrassing or you know and we've dealt with obviously more than just you being you know you coming out the first time like and that seemed big at the time and then there was some other thing and then thing and then I'm like I think we're good yeah. now I'm I'm not super worried about anything else happening at this point yeah well, um, but okay. I mean it so, is kind of been since you brought up I think personally and maybe it's because so I came out a second time and one of my biggest regrets about the first time that I came out was that I didn't ever get to tell you like it was someone I was always outed, specifically right. when I came right. out as gay. Everyone right. outed me to everyone. Yeah. Like I was outed yeah. to Cammy. I was outed to you. I was outed to. Yeah. I was outed to everyone. I was never. That yeah. was never my story to tell. But I yeah. knew. I, I think was, you called somebody to tell me though, because you couldn't. No, I did not. The first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought. Which is okay. fine. I'm. Yeah. It's fine, but I right. knew that the second time I wanted to control my narrative. I wanted to tell you my story, and I remember. Right. You know, at that time, I was already, like, wearing a binder and all those things. And, like, I knew you all could notice, but... I remember asking. Yeah, yeah, you did ask me. And finally, I I think I was on my way home one day, and I was like, I'm just gonna... I had gone to dinner with a friend, like, the week or a week or two before, and I was telling him, like, all about you and blah, blah. And he was like, Keller, I don't know why you're so scared to tell her. She doesn't seem like she's a mom that's just going to pack it up and go. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because I've seen how we have moved through conflict the first time. And I think that it made us all better. So the second time that I told you, I remember saying, like, I'm giving you a tool to love me better. And, like, I know that this isn't something you're going to understand. But, like, I'm not asking you even to understand. I'm just asking you to love me. Right. You know, you got better at being more direct with what you needed and rather it wasn't so much emotional as time went on. You weren't crying about telling me about all this. You were just simply telling me it was like, mom, this is this is what it is and this is who I am. And and it wasn't you were always kind and loving, but it really wasn't, you didn't have to make me okay with it. You you know what I mean? You just needed to get, tell me what I needed to, whether wrap my head around or do research on or, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I think that it it worked out in my favor to come out later, even though I knew so much of like who I was as a young person, 
because as an older person, I knew I didn't need your financial support. I didn't right. need, I didn't need any of that stuff no, from you. You were so, doing everything in the Right. So right. it was just, I'm just going to tell you because I love you and yeah. I want to have a relationship with yeah. you. And that was yeah. the beginning and the end. And I have had a lot of hard conversations with dad specifically. And it ha- yeah. it's been like a few years now, but yeah, it was, it's, it is liberating and freeing to be able to say, this is who I am. You can decide what to do with it. Yeah. You know, and of course it's, yeah. it's hard, but. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, I also thought it was cool. I mean, family wise, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe some relationships are a little different. You didn't lose anyone. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know who all will be listening to this, but there are some people in our family who don't know. I've not verbalized. Right. Right. You know, I mean, you don't have to necessarily for people to figure out. Right. Also, it's, I'm so tired i mean if i had a mm-hmm. child who gained 100 pounds i wouldn't have to go to family meetings and talk about <laughs> yeah, it yeah i'd be like hey like, just a heads know, up. I, yeah yeah like i just we don't it is what it is right. like i don't know a perfect family um i still kind of think i have one i always kind of did right. we just have one you know like when i tell people like how are all the kids like they're great right they're healthy and happy and thriving yeah. and I mean, you all are financially independent. You're living wonderful lives. You're all homeowners. Like, my goodness, I couldn't have. I'm so proud to be your mom. And, you know, I don't share details with everyone because also, you know, when people ask you how your children are, you don't ever, if they're straight, talk about their sexuality. Like, what in the hell does that have to do with how you're doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Keller's great. Right. Amazing. Keller lives in Texas. Right. I've um, Obviously, as you know, we we work really hard trying to use correct pronouns. Right. I'm pretty good about some stuff. Sometimes I screw up, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to, I try to be good with, you know, spouse and sibling right. and stuff. Like, I'm good with that. That That's been easier for me than the occasional slip up. Right. You know, I even heard you on vacation say something. I don't remember what it was, but you were like, I've been, that's been, I got to change 28 years of programming. It was something you were trying to change how you were saying. And I'm mm. like, that's been a little tough yeah. with just the, not when I'm talking to you, yeah. obviously I totally, but we don't use those pronouns when you're talking specifically face to face with someone. Mm. And, and we all do try really hard sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes we still, when we say they, we're like, who Keller and Candy? <laughs> like, so we do screw up. We do try. Like, I, you know, and you do know, you do know that that doesn't equal how much love and respect we have for you right. if we do mess up sometimes. Because we, if we recognize we're doing it, which we usually do, right. um, we immediately correct ourselves. Yeah. So honestly, at this point, that's the hardest part. Yeah, The pronouns are hard. Um, but when, when anybody asked me about it, I just always use the example you told me, I've used it a hundred times. I'm like, if you're driving down the interstate and somebody cuts you off, you're like, what, what are they doing? What? And I said, do you know why you say they? Cause you don't actually know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. So, you know, several, and I've even been around people who've said, what's their problem? What's that? Like, yeah. what do they do? Like, I'm like, you're saying that because yeah. you use singular. You don't more than know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it is something that we can do. It just takes practice and, you know, but sometimes I feel like I don't want to feel so uncomfortable 
like telling a story that I can't be myself in front of you or like if you're in the room because I don't want to screw up. So that makes me sad sometimes Mm -hmm. because I so desperately don't want to because if you use just what if we just because I'm I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. I'm just talking. But when I'm trying to use the correct pronouns, I have to stop and think. Mm -hmm. So then I have to think about what I'm saying. So I hate that sometimes. I wish it was just as natural as, you know, all the, uh, you know just pronouns in general so that'll hopefully just keep getting easier and easier I mean, yeah i think it definitely will i posted a picture on instagram i can't remember when it was but one of the, you commented on it and said that you were like so proud to be a hashtag queer mom or something right. like that so what do you think or what have you learned the most from being a queer mom like i said i've always or for many 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 years i've kind of been i always said once you turn 40 you kind of stop caring what people think Mm -hmm. and then i realized the actual definition of that you know through what we've you know um lived through with you or gone you know it's not gone through it's it's not this is you're alive you're happy you're thriving i'm not i haven't had a loss you know like i've had a change some things have changed so what i think that i don't want anybody to think that you are less than, or my family is less than. Um, I've also been very careful about, I don't post really very much stuff like I used to, Mm. because I don't want anyone to be able to use, use it as a way to, I don't want gossip. I don't. And I'm like, okay, so is that me? Is that me protecting you? Is that me protecting me? I don't think it's me protecting me Mm. at this point. I'm not, I think I could still do better. Mm. I think I could be more unapologetic about it. I'm not, and I, what I mean by that is just very, cause I'm not ashamed, right. but I'm not, I'm not proudly displaying things to people that aren't really a part of my life. Mm. Like it seems so dumb sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's easy to post the grandkids. Mm. It's easy to post a marriage or a bet, you know, that's like everybody can celebrate that with me. But I absolutely know that very few people would celebrate you with me. Mm -hmm. And it makes me like, I don't want to hate people, I guess. It makes me mad. I don't want opinions. I I just unfollow and unfollow and unfollow. Like I've unfollowed so, so, so many people whenever they, you know, post stuff. And heck, the other day, and it's the sweetest man, was doing the home inspection on Bailey's new house. And he's just a sweetheart. And we were talking and we were actually, I was on my way out the door when he started talking about faith and, and it was really super sweet. And, you know, he just felt so blessed that God had brought his customers, you know, that, and he was just super sweet. And we were talking and I really wanted to share with him because I do often in personal one-on-one situations like that, that I usually say I have it. I don't say gay anymore because that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. I usually say like I have a child in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll say non-binary, but most of the time nobody understands what that means. Mm-hmm. So if I just want to just make it clear, like watch what you're saying, because that's personal to me. Right. So I just kind of want to put that without going too much into stuff. Well, I almost said it with him. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm like, I've got to go. Like, he's a sweet guy, but I just want him to know that yes, I'm a Christian. You know, we were talking about stuff, but I also have a child that's in this community, so and I'm also a Christian. Right. Like, and some people are like surprised, "Oh my gosh, how can that be? Right. How can you?" And I'm telling you what, that I mean, nice little guy practically followed well, he did he followed me to the car to tell me one last story mm-hmm. about how dare this church fly a rainbow flag mm-hmm. 
I'm like, dude, dang it. Did you say anything? I just, we were backing up when he was finishing that story about how in the world can they think? And I'm like, oh man, I just wish I'd left because I really was, I really liked him. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you go ahead. No, I just, but I didn't think any less of him. I'm like, that's just what most people, unless I think, I I mean, I've told people before, I feel very blessed by this because Mm -hmm. I feel like, number one, I'm so glad that you were given to me. I mean, because if you really think about how this works, like you really kind of genetically, you have my genes, Mm -hmm. but you were given to me from God gave you to me to raise. Like you don't really belong to me. You belong to him. And I was just thankful all along that you got to, that I got to raise you, that I got to see a world that I don't know that I would have ever really understood or not, or that I wouldn't have understood past some of the wonderful people we met in pageantry or, you know, like the few gay hairdressers that you meet, Mm -hmm. like that would have been, I would have known that I love those people, but I wouldn't have really truly understood or even tried to understand like the community and just the, just the, um, so I feel as a mom, I just feel very lucky to, to be able to truly know. And I've said this to you before, like, when people talk about loving their children unconditionally, it's like you love your perfect children unconditionally. Right. When you see a parent who loves a child who maybe society doesn't feel, you know, cause you know that there's multiple people who don't even view you as valued at all. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, and so like, I know what unconditional love is yeah. for sure. Well, but I, also I, it's, been, it's not been hard right. to love you. Well, I think that it's important. I'm going to come back to that in just a second, but I think it's really important this is like something that I've really been working through lately because it, it makes me, I'm I'm not going to like hold back on my words. It makes me like sick to my stomach to think about how many people are weaponizing the Bible or weaponizing Jesus to LGBTQ people. Right. And I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day. I truly, with all of my heart, believe this to be a fact. The blood of the people who die by suicide because they are told that God doesn't love them or accept them, that is on the hands of Christians in this country everywhere. It is because of people like that guy who say, you know, I cannot believe they'd fly the LGBTQ flag. I cannot believe. And I'm like, you cannot believe that the God of the right. universe would love right. everyone. You cannot believe right. that. Like right. that says more about right. your faith than it does right. about your God. Right. I mean, it's really opened my, opened my eyes to just different types of, you know, preachers and Christianity. And, you know, we, we definitely go to a church that loves everyone. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Very vocally. Yeah, no, for sure. So, and, and some people think that that means that we are, I think we've heard horrible names yeah. referred to our church because, because of the acceptance of truly everyone, yeah. everyone. And when I say everyone, I just simply mean, you know, if you just got out of prison, if you just like yeah. literally, if you're divorced, yeah. if you are like when, I mean, if you want to call we mean every, none of us are perfect, right. but I look at you as someone, I don't even look at you in the same category of, of a sinner right. because I feel like you're just trying to live your truth and this is who you are. I'm just, we're just, you're living, you're, yeah. you're good to people. You, so like, it's, I hate when people say, well, we're all sinners. I'm like, 
Well, what's Keller doing? Right. It's just such a what's shame. Keller do? It's such a shame that we have this. Uh, this could be like a whole other podcast, and it probably will be because I really have done a lot of work on what my faith is like and deconstructing and right. learning from people who don't take the Bible literally and. Right you know, the different definitions of sin, like there's a biblical definition of sin that includes this, 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 this. And then to me, I've, I read this like beautiful thing about sin is anything that disturbs peace. And what I'm doing is cultivating peace. It it has nothing to do with disturbing peace. And I know that that's like, people are going to say whatever they want to say. I don't care what people have to say about me. I don't care what people have to say about my relationship with Jesus. I don't care. Because it's not yours. It's so interesting that Christians preach and preach and preach and preach and preach. You need to have a personal relationship with Jesus, but it needs to look like mine. I'm like, that's not personal, dude. Like, that's yours. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, that could be a whole, it's a whole own podcast, truly. Yeah. Well, I'm just so, the, the piece, like, your Easter post was, I cried like a baby because that's, Although you've known for years that I just wanted that to find your way back in and because it kept making me so mad that people are what screwed that up. It wasn't ever God. It wasn't ever Jesus. It was the people in your life that had taken that away from you. And I was like, how dare they take that away from Keller? And so like, it was really cool to see because I know who you are. I know who your heart is. Your exterior is a little different, you know, like there's some things that are different, but you are the same a kind, amazing human that you've always been. Right. You just, you know, you look a little different. I'm used to your voice now. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't wish my life was any different right. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, and neither I do I. I don't think that that's also important. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't wish that a million yeah, percent. I don't think, that, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but yeah, something that you were touching on before we got on that tangent was um, obviously, and we've talked about it during this podcast, we had a rough start, but like, we have made our way to yeah. love. And, and it probably wasn't even that rough. It just wasn't perfect. It, was, it, it didn't last. Perfect. It felt really bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But you know, like I said, I know people have gone through so much worse. It's not even yeah. comparable, but yeah. what, what advice would you give to a parent of a queer kid who's having trouble, like accepting that their kid is queer or, you know, is using like faith as this weapon. Like what is your advice to those people? We've had parents come here mm-hmm. to talk to us privately about it. Yeah. And- so what do you say to those parents? Like what if, if someone, I don't know who could be, but say someone's listening and they're, they're like, you know, my kid is coming out, but I don't accept them because my, my faith says so. Or I don't accept them because it's strange or different. Like what would you say to them? I just couldn't imagine you could ever really, truly understand God's love. And when Jesus walked this earth, like literally all he did was love the people that nobody loved. Mm -hmm. That was his, that's all he did. That was what he, that's what he did. That's what he showed us is just love people, love people, love people. And if, and if you truly have faith, like, yeah, your family's going to look a little different. People are probably going to talk about you, but it was just really easy for me to accept the fact that you were made exactly how you were made. Mm -hmm. That was not hard for me to accept whatsoever. I remember one of the script, I don't remember which one, like what, which one it is, but I've said this to people for, but two, two, there's one verse in the Bible that a lot of people use when they talk about homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And it's in the same, it's in the same sentence as 
like stealing, I think infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in all of these, all these other references are choices. Yeah. There's a difference in being born the way you are mm-hmm. and a difference in being very immoral. And so like, to me, if you're choosing that lifestyle, that's very different than what we're dealing with, with somebody who was born different. So I think, I think it's kind of taken out of context sometimes. Oh, well, yeah, that's what, and I think that's why why I'm trying to explain. Yeah, no, that's not very well. I think that's why definition of sin, however you want to define it or whatever, it has to, to me, in my experience with my relationship with Jesus is it has to be anything that disturbs peace because or hurts people. Yeah. Which would be a disturbance of peace. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't, I just, I don't know. It, it just, you know, there are people in the world that say, you know, the Bible is clear. Like the Bible is the furthest thing from clear. If there was, then there wouldn't be 500 denominations. There'd be one interpretation if it was clear. And there's 10 different versions of everything yeah. and it's not clear, but it is our responsibility to, to come to our own understanding. Yeah. Like we have, and, and my understanding is, and whether or not it's because I, I love my child that I know has never done. I know, I know who you are. Yeah. I know who you are to the core. I know that there are, are kids all over the world that are killing themselves over this. You don't choose this. Yeah. You don't choose something and go kill yourself. Right. And if anybody thinks you do, they're really it's just misguided. They're real, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Like loving people is easy. Yeah. Um, there are people in your community I don't like just the same as there's people in my community. Right. I don't like, I don't have to like everyone, yeah. but I love and accept the fact, you know, I like good people. Yeah. I like good people. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, our greatest calling in whether you're religious or non-religious or believe in God or believe in something completely different, I think that our greatest calling is to just love people. And that doesn't come with a disc or a, you know, a disclaimer or a, well, you know what I'm saying? It, it, there is no. Yeah. Yeah. So like love, love the perfect people. Oh, (laughs) that's hard. Like that's, you're not. And I think that's too, I, I was having a conversation with someone and, they were saying something like, my family said hi to my partner today. And we'll say it's something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the bare minimum. Like, yeah. that is, while it is a big deal, if like, a, if a non-affirming family says hello to someone, right. like, of course, that's right. a big deal. But they should right. not be celebrated. They should be held accountable. Right. You right. are not being loved right. well. No. You know? So... Anyways, we've been talking for a really long time. So my... We are not... We've only scratched the surface. I know, we have. So we could probably... Well, I mean, there's definitely going to be another Tori Minky episode. But I'm going to... This is my last question. I'm going to okay. ask this to every single person that comes on. Okay. So okay. if you could go back in time and tell your high school self one thing, what would you tell yourself? You know about my hospital. I I would have said, I would have, if I wish I had known how smart I am, Mm -hmm. because I'm, I mean, I know how smart I am. I don't think I knew how smart I was then. I think I, I knew I was pretty. I was trying to find a husband, I guess. (laughs) Glad I found one. Glad I found out I was smart. I don't regret that I have been a stay at home mom 
I'd not at all, mm. but I sometimes look back and like, I could have been anything, right. but also I wouldn't change anything. Well, I really you could wouldn't. have been anything and you turned out to be the best. So that's not too oh, bad. Thanks. Thanks. That's not I really, I really bad. wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I'm still young though. So maybe I'll still go get my PhD in something. PhD. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I need to be a doctor of something. All right. You're a doctor. I mean, all I do is talk about, you know, yeah. but <laughs> my high school self. Mm. Yeah. Well, I would have said, don't eat donuts. Don't eat donuts? Maybe. Uh, I, I, love that, I love that. Me too, Mom. I didn't. <laughs> but then I, I started eating um, every Saturday. Well, okay. So, I, you know, you all got rid of cable. So, I had to stop watching RuPaul's Drag Race live. Oh, but then right. I got YouTube TV and they added it. So, but oh, regardless, good. I used to not have it. So, then I bought it on Amazon. So, I'd have to watch the Friday night's episode on Saturday morning. So, every Saturday yeah. morning, I would get donut holes from mm. Shipley and sit on my couch <laughs> and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. All right. Well, yeah. I love you very much. Thank you for you being much. on this podcast as my first guest. And um, yeah, I love you. I think you're the best. I love you. I think you're the best. Too. <laughs> Pretty proud. <sighs> Queer mom. Uh, what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just going to love you. Just <laughs> love you, mom. Bye. Right, bye, honey. Bye.